Hello and welcome to the Two Medic podcast. My name is Therusha Wardner. I'm a cardiology registrar, so I'm specialising in intervention. Hi, good morning, evening, afternoon. My name's Beth and John and I'm a ex-new researcher trainee, current GP trainee, who's decided they are specialising in everything but nothing. And how are you today? All right. Yeah, it's Friday. It's the end it's of really another late, week, but I'll be looking forward to catching up and doing this today. But yeah, standard week, obviously quite a lot from even just Twitter has happened this week, which has left me with lots of thoughts and feelings, which I'm sure we're going to discuss today. But yeah, otherwise, A-OK. I know you've started a new job, though, haven't you? I think we were mentioning that last week, but is this like your first full week at your new yeah, place? So I got, yeah, so I got signed off as have, not having TB, so that was a relief. I don't have well, TB on my X-ray yeah. or... What a surprise. I know. (laughs) I did start to worry. I started to get a bit worried, but, and then I started working and thank you so much again for putting up with me, procrastinating and delaying, but I was just really tired from still, I don't know, putting up with flakiness, floppiness. (laughs) Like dandruff. Yeah. So I'm, you know what? I have a lot in common with dandruff. Um, (laughs) When now you think about it, now you mention it. But yeah, so we're recording this super late on a Friday evening. And the thing is that, yeah, as you say, there's the things that come up and then the spin-offs of it. And then when we look at the topics, I'm like, oh yeah, that came from that. And it makes the kind of original, the OG topic seem like a really long time ago when it was just a week ago. So before we dive into that, we should mention our sponsors. So at scrubs underscore UK, they put you in scrubs. It's at S-C-R-B-S underscore UK. And they make scrubs for... uh, Doctors, nurses, dentists, vets, allied health professionals, physicians, associates, all of them. And they make comfortable, durable, practical scrubs. They look really good too. And if you check them out and use our promo code 2medics10, you get 10% off. So do check them out. Were you, were you scrubsing in the lab this week at all, Therusha? I was actually. Mm. It, was, it, was, it was good to... So because I'm like somewhere new, it's a bit weird. They're literally, it feels every single bit of equipment. And you know, like when you're literally every single person you come across, they don't know who you are and you're having to introduce yourself yeah. like relentlessly. And I feel like you're getting sized up. Oh gosh, yeah. Um, that's a bit tense, man. A bit tense. Like, yeah, it's a lot. Like say, whether we've spoken a few times, it's come up, hasn't it? There's a lot to be said for like, when you're in that same place and people get to know you and how smooth that makes things. I think particularly when, you know, it's hard in every specialty, but particularly in surgical procedural specialties where there is very much that whole team in one room. And yeah, yeah, I think we take it for granted when you just know all the scrub staff and everything's smooth, but it's that huge hurdle to get over, isn't it? And what the unsaid rules are. And so true. And so and definitely the unsaid thing, the number of times where, because obviously you, as you get, as time goes on, you get more particular, you have certain thing, ways that you do stuff. And obviously you go to a new place and that might be a bit weird or whatever. And a few times where you ask for something and you'll see the nurses, look at the consultant, this is a bit irregular, like kind of yeah. thing. And you're like, oh, look, I'm at a normal locates. But so just being sized up all the time is quite, it's quite exhausting. What? And I've had like issues comments and stuff which is really annoying and really not something that i feel like i have the energy to deal with on top of everything else but there you go hopefully within the coming weeks 
that will get sorted out. But at the moment, I'm being met by indifference by the various different stuff. Yeah, it's classic, isn't it? Classic. Yeah. yeah. A massive topic that I feel like we should start about first because it's just we've got so many different spin-offs from it. And it started looking at... Oh, so it was in the British Journal of Surgery, or it's BJS now, so formerly the British Journal of Surgery. And it was an article that looked at the experiences of sexual harassment experienced by female surgeons. And the numbers are huge, aren't they? And lots of reactions and things to it. Did you want to summarize it? Having Having been in that kind of environment, I'm sure you must have insights. And what were your kind of reactions to that study? Any surprise Uh, at all? It's really hard to be eloquent about this Hmm. because I feel like I got annoyed at some people's surprise. I'll start off by saying that I I got annoyed where people were acting quite incredulous that it happened. Mm -hmm. I'm not annoyed at the surprise that this information is now out there. I think that's brilliant because I think it's again, it's one of those and We all knew it was happening, but it was that unwritten, I guess we could never quantify it before. But the surprise of, oh my gosh, this is still happening, really peed me off because I think to be in that position, you must be either closing your eyes to it or just not wanting to entertain the thought that this still happens because the figures speak for themselves. So I'll talk a little bit about my experience and how I felt and stuff because I like this just floored me this week. I felt so validated that this was out there but absolutely it crushed me and I was surprised at that response that I had because I think I'd probably pushed a lot of that thing to one side in my brain or whatever and just left it there to kind of fester or whatever and then now this is coming back up it it brought a lot of stuff up but I'm glad in a weird way that it did but anyhow from kind of an overall summary it the numbers were shocking there was a a tweet by uh, Greta McLachlan who was obviously heavily involved in this her handle is at G-E McLachlan M-C-L-A-C-H-L-A-N and she summarized it and said you can't deny the experience of 1400 people 89% of women and 81% of men witness sexual misconduct 63% of women and 23% of men experience sexual harassment and 29% of women and 7% of men are sexually assaulted. Now, obviously, this is talking about surgery and surgeons. And it was just everywhere, wasn't it? It was in the newspapers. It was on the the news on the television. It was on the radio. And I felt like everywhere I turned on that day, it was being talked about. And again, I was grateful for that because this needs to be talked about. But can't deny that it was incredibly triggering. And I think... That's just to say, I guess, a content warning for what obviously we're discussing. And I think it's important that we do say that I think how you feel if this is stirring up a lot of upset and distress and anger and frustration and hopelessness or any of those things, it is absolutely valid because it took me a long time. And there's no doubt about it in my mind now. And seeing all this again cemented that to me that I'm not the problem. Whoever this is happening to is not the problem because that's how you are made to feel. And it's that's a really dangerous place to be in. And I think having all this out there 
having this survey, this study, all the media reports about it just cements that actually the problem is the system. It's it's the bigger picture surgical training, that feeling of being entitled to sexually harass and sexually assault women and juniors and of course men as well. So yeah, I think good stuff that it's out there, but an incredibly difficult kind of topic for lots of people to think about and address. Yeah. I think the reactions, when stuff like this tends to come out, because as you say, this is, it shouldn't really be new to anyone. Mm. And it is, a sh- I think it's a real shame. It's interesting when people decide to really show their, I guess, ignorance on it when they come out being, you know, with expressing large degrees of surprise. I guess the interest, uh, some of the reactions, albeit predictable, I think they've been, shall I say, it's good to see them being challenged. And yeah. one of the particular challenging the fact that people are expressing surprises for one is this, what, the, what the hell are you the hell are you doing where are you mm. what's going on but also the kind of classic responses one of them that was addressed was how it's often referred to as banter and you yeah. did a link didn't you that Rosie included saying both women and men in the present study indicated exposure to banter cultures yet research has revealed that these jokes are not innocuous instead offering an important and subtle means for perpetrators to test the boundaries of their activity identify like-minded individuals and desensitize others. These results also echo evidence that men tend to be less aware of such talk and its negative impacts. It's, it's interesting because you'll see it with other topics where some people say, oh, you can't make jokes anymore, which I always think is such an interesting thing to say. Yeah. Is if someone's telling you that something's making them uncomfortable and they don't find it funny, where's the joy in that? Is it more important that you feel comfortable just running your mouth free from a consequence is that's more important than the comfort of everyone else so what you said there anymore to me that's the key because people say oh you can't make jokes anymore you can't banter anymore the content of those and i say in quotation marks jokes slash banter is has never been appropriate it's never been acceptable to say those things what has changed is now that people actually feel a bit more empowered as the years have gone on to think, no, I shouldn't be treated like this. No, I shouldn't have to put up with this. So the content of what these people say has never been appropriate. It's never, and this whole kind of snowflake woke generation, people haven't changed. The world hasn't changed in that way. Whatever is coming out of their mouths is still bloody disgusting. But now we are acknowledging that rather than thinking this is something that I have to just sit back because when it's framed as banter to me, and I know no people overuse kind of concepts of like gaslighting and stuff a lot, but when people call it jokes or banter, again, that does feel deep to me because it then takes it from being harassment, which is obviously a very negative thing to something lighthearted. And then if the recipient doesn't accept it as lighthearted, then they are the problem rather than the actual person saying these things. And then you go, oh, maybe I'm really uptight. Maybe I'm just, maybe I can't take a joke. That's gaslighting. That's gaslighting yourself. So it's very calculated in my opinion. It's very measured. It's purposely framed. I don't think these people believe for a second that it's funny jokes or it's just banter. It's purposely made out that way to, I think, just make you feel like, shit is this me whereas we know it's absolutely not 
But I think the thing is that that kind of it demonstrates a a cultural problem, doesn't it? If it's if you're making out that it's somehow acceptable in some way, I think, and I think there's a real culture that has to change. There was a tweet that was by a colleague who was saying that they were a core surgical trainee and they were colleagues who were reacting to the survey with humor. They thought it was funny. Yeah, and, um, I saw that. Yeah, there was. I've seen somewhere they've said that they've disbelieved the results of the study as well. They've got to sort their house out. I mean, their Just house a bit. Order. Just. I mean, and then of course there's Doctor Hilton. Doctor Hilton. Can I read the letter? It was, it I think was you should. I think it caused yeah. so so much. It was. Yeah, just board, read it. Yeah, yeah. Just, just read, read it. it. So uh, Rosie Brewer, because she's one of the Time subscriptions, so she's our link. So she's our link into that media. In some yeah. way, it's her fault, isn't it, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah let's say that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Rosie. So Dr. Peter Hilton. So he goes, Sir, this snowflake generation of young doctors, largely female and selected on mainly academic excellence. Um, that's, a, that's a funny little thing to say, isn't it? Clearly did not do their homework. Medical training practice is brutal and demanding with long hours and bullying happens. Sexually inappropriate comments and actions do occur. It is stressful. All I can say is if they want to make a success of this rewarding career, then they should toughen up. Perhaps 4A stars at A-level will not be the answer to all the problems they will face. Dr. Peter Hilton, flaccidly, 1986 to 2020, have a foot west. <laughs> Jesus. I'm laughing because I'm going to be sick of it. That's so ridiculous. I don't know what to say. What a parody. Did you, you see, think, though, like, did you see that he came back with another response to that and there was a bit of a, a double down the day after when obviously it got all this backlash to say yeah. that um, I'm not the only one of my generation that feels like this. I've sent the letter to colleagues I worked with and they agree wholeheartedly. Sorry, but yeah. piss off. Just this. Yeah. And I thought, like, where is that insight? Clearly, there isn't any, is there? But to see such a, a ferocious response to the letter and there was lots of people saying should it have been published should it have not been and I was flitting between the two camps but imagine seeing that response and thinking oh I'm just going to double down and try and prove yeah. my point even more all these people must be wrong not me I, yeah it's really interesting isn't it uh, one I was a bit I've got to say I was a bit surprised that this person's got access to the internet to be able to respond so quickly to oh, actually yeah. have seen it I don't know, it just strike me as the type of person who wouldn't be able to see those responses. It was just like shouting at clouds and not, not expecting yeah. to see a response. But the thing was, is that there were some people, yeah, about the whole should I put, I think we should probably talk about that. But there were people who are like, oh, it's bringing it out to the light and people can challenge it and he can reflect on it. And I'm like, look at all the responses he got. Look mm. at all of that. And he doubled down. Like, what is this? This guy has gotten to, I don't know, at least 100 years of age. And he's still, I think, he's had how many decades of life to realize how horrible, hurtful, diminishing this situation. We're literally talking about beyond harassment, assault and stuff. And mm. he's still somehow talking about I mean, what is the relevance of like, the A-stars that they get at A-level. He basically, it's just, he's implying that there's something wrong in their constituents. 
the constituents. Well, what was even more troubling was when in his doubling down response and he mentioned those A-star grades again, and the quote is, when I see young girls leaping up and down with A-star grades and getting into medical school, my heart sinks because they haven't got a clue what medicine is about. I'm sorry. It's not them that's got the issue, my friend. That is is troubling. That is a troubling thing to say. And I just, I feel sorry for whoever's at to work with this. I can't say what I'm actually really thinking, but yeah. yeah. And I just, when I saw that letter, his initial letter published, my gut feeling was, why the heck has this been published? Because I don't know, like you said, people were saying it's such a good example of what we have to deal with. And actually people needed to see that this is what is going on. And yes, he's retired now, but there's plenty of other consultants like him who are not retired and who are very much still working in the NHS and who have many years ahead of them to spout this misogynistic, vile crap. But my feeling was that study showed us or should have showed everyone what they needed to know. The numbers, in my opinion, were enough. And I guess that's just my personal opinion. But I do think that the letter then maybe just detracted a little bit Mm. from the actual, I don't know, that that massive proportion of people that were saying, this is what I've experienced. I think so. I think the problem is that he becomes a bit of a lightning rod, doesn't he? And then he's the kind of this almost cartoon-like enemy that everyone can like rally behind and be like, this is obviously, this is this person is clearly on him. Because you could see that there was a response from the department that he used to work in, right? And there were all these signatures of people saying, don't agree with this bigot. And they're all anaesthetists as well. So it's Mm. from the same departments. They're all saying he's a bigot, an idiot. We don't agree with him, which is great. Okay, everyone agrees. We can all agree that guy's an idiot. And his, his opinion can be completely disregarded because he's an idiot. But the, let's not forget that there are people who are operating in plain sight, literally, and they're allowed to, there were, there are quotes where there are people who brought forward complaints about members of staff and they're still working there years later, yeah. despite committing crimes. And so it is, I, I, that's a bit of a concern that it's just a, a bit of a distraction. And the other thing that kind of didn't sit with me right was some people were saying, oh, if you weren't to include this person's letter, it'd be a bit like North Korea. People kept talking about Putin. And uh, North Korea. And I thought that was really weird as well. I was like, what's this? this People history? make some bizarre associations. I know. Like when you're talking about kind of uh, listening or believing women and people are like, yes, I would die to protect free speech. It's free speech and being published, having letter published in the Times are not the same thing. Yeah, because <laughs> we, we all know like how unbiased the Times is, don't we? Yeah, like? Exactly. Yeah. But, and then, oh, I can handle most things, but I can't handle curtailing free speech. Come on, mate. Snore. Really? I just think I'm really torn because I am, it is good that he was the perfect shining example and the timing was good in that respect. But I just think some of that energy that people use to, like you say, call someone out who's now very much retired would have mm. been a probably slightly better directed to calling people out who are very much doing this stuff to their colleagues still to this day and b just amplifying the stories of people who are trying to say this is my experience and this is what happened to me i think if some of the energy and the amplification has happened to those on the other side the kind of i'm going to use the word victim because i felt like a bit of a victim when this happened to me but i think if some of that energy was used to amplify just the stories because obviously the stories that 
were in the papers. Absolutely incredible. People like Roshana and Liz Riordan and things that we needed to hear those, but they are a small handful of hundreds of, of women and some men as well who've also, you know, maybe want to say their piece and be validated and to know that it's not shameful or embarrassing that this has happened to you because that's how it also feels. It's hard to talk about these things, but now we've got a platform now. It's a perfect time if you feel able to, obviously, and if it's going to help you. But I think it's just like you say, a lot of that energy just went towards that dog whistly dinosaur that was a former intensivist. Before we move on from it, should we read the impact statements? I feel like yeah, should end with their words rather than his. Yeah. Do you want to read it? Yeah, there was a, a, a tweet by Greta McLachlan again, who was just very much saying this is an everyone problem and needs both seismic systemic change as well as grassroots calling out of banter culture. And this impact statement was incredibly powerful. So the impact statement reads, I was sexually assaulted by a trusted recent clinical supervisor one evening at a conference when I was a first year registrar trainee. He was drunk. He touched my breast and punched my arm when I tried to get away, bruising me. Sometime later, he started calling me and threatened my career if I spoke to anyone about the incident. A senior mentor I approached for advice informed me he was known for this behaviour. Why had no one warned me? I had trusted this man. The deanery told me they did not want to hear the details or be involved. This was a police matter, not a training matter. The police were kind and spent time talking to me, but made it clear that I lacked evidence and that any action they could take would be limited. I have had to live with this incident on many levels. I lost trust in someone I looked up to and lost faith in my ability to judge people and my relationships. As a woman, I feared repeat incidents in all areas of my life. As a trainee, I listened to sexual jokes from colleagues and feared they would attack me. I am still too scared to attend any work social event and I still never allow myself to be in a closed room with a male colleague or patient. People have defended the perpetrator, blamed me, not believed me or have normalised the incident. I am aware of others who have been sexually harassed by him both before and after myself. I feel powerless to protect those who are yet to be subject to his behaviour. He remains in post. One way to go. Believe women. Yeah, that's it. Just... Yeah. Should probably move on. But I'm sure like as a topic it's it's not it's, it's not gonna go anywhere, I don't think. I think the more we can bring attention to it and call it out and make it sound actually completely unacceptable, it's probably all we can do at the moment. Culture's gonna take I hate using the word culture to speak about it, but that's how it feels at times. It's gonna take a long time to phase out and there's always gonna be rotten eggs like that is in everywhere isn't it but it's good that it's out there definitely yeah so there was the, the, the stuff in the news recently about hospitals falling apart right and literally literally, literally. falling apart what is the deal with that it's, it's been in the news and i feel like it's not now it's it was a weird it's weird isn't it because they still are it's not gone better it's not suddenly been rectified. it's not just gone away has it like no I, I, I saw a tweet earlier on, funnily enough, that said that they, some I don't know what it was relating to, but it said, I feel like the time travel is real and that someone keeps trying to fix like 2020 all over again. And they were right. saying, because there was this article recently about killer hornets and now 
they've disappeared. So someone is something. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like now that's happened with rack. So like that was everywhere, like the rack concrete and the schools falling down and the hospitals falling down. Perfect. And then now it's just disappeared again. So someone's erased yeah. that. But to what cost? What's next in store? What's next? Yeah. God, another killer virus or something. I hope not. Yeah, I think it's crossed now. Do you know much about what rack is and what the whole deal with that? So the what? composition of the air <laughs> now, I knew you'd know. I knew you'd know. <laughs> I took him over. <laughs> no, I don't know. I went on a date with a guy who spoke like that once, but that's another story. <laughs> I don't know. I think all I know is that in the 70s, they made some concrete that was probably cheap and light or something and made a lot of buildings out of it. And then all these years later, they thought, oh, shit, that's probably not as sturdy as we thought. But I enjoy the varying, not well enjoy is the wrong word, that's a bit awful, but <laughs> I am um, bemused by the varying degrees of urgency relating to the buildings well, that it involved. Apparently there was like guidance from NHS England saying, yeah. just saying that you need to be prepared to evacuate in case the hospital falls apart at any moment. That's but, like, it's mad, isn't it? Like we're not preempting it. We're just saying, just stay. And then if it does start falling down, you should probably worry at that point. But yeah. I didn't get taught about this in like my recent induction or anything. So where like, was that? Where of... was that e-learning module? Right. Well, yeah. You watch this space. I'm sure there will be one. <laughs> you mentioned it. Um, so and so it's not obviously not just hospitals, is it? It's schools and things. It was yeah, because that was a huge issue, wasn't it? The schools closing as soon as the kids were like meant to return after the summer holidays. Yeah. I just wonder the response is oh no. <laughs> anyway, and then moving on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just another day in Britain. So Russell tweeted, oh, just another normal day in Britain. Schools and hospitals might just fall down. No biggie. Maybe right. not. Maybe. Isn't it? Do you reckon that kind of sums up like British people that were, oh, yeah. this is like another terrible thing. Anyway, put the kettle on and then yeah. there's the next thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Off we go like lemming. I just yeah. wonder if it was in France or something. Because I feel like in France, they like riot when the weather changes. And I feel yeah. like they'd, they'd be taken to the streets and throwing the yeah, that's baguettes right. and stuff. But. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Or français. Yeah, yeah, I could do with throwing a baguette or two right now. Yeah, or tasty baguettes. So, and then, so, so when they're not falling apart, the heating's still on. And Lauren Weeks tweeted about that. She said, it's 24.9 degrees in my theatre. I've run estates twice and apparently, I've run estates twice and apparently someone might be doing something on the roof to fix it, but who knows? Meanwhile, this radiator is on when it's 29 degrees outside. I don't know where to begin. You find that in the winter, though, everything's freezing cold. Yeah. Nothing's yeah. turned on. And Absolutely. In the summer, how did I get it so catastrophically wrong? I just don't know. I know. And it must be costing like a shared load of money as well. So you know the price of utilities these days. I just thought, yeah. And I don't know. That just sounds unbearable. Like a theater at 25 degrees is grim yeah. AF, isn't it? Grim. Yeah. You did a tweet though, didn't you, about about heating prescriptions? Yeah, so I think it was just it was ironic that gosh, this feels so long ago now because of everything that's happened since since kind of this news came about. But there was a like a trial or a study in certain parts of the UK that where I guess doctors could actually prescribe heating in the most basic sense to people who had like kind of chronic illnesses. And the study to to no one's surprise, showed that those people who actually had the heating prescribed and didn't have to worry about the costs and it could be on when they needed it too, had fewer hospital and NHS visits. It just shows, doesn't it? That's 
that basic commodity, just being in a warm home, it's got huge implications on health and then huge implications on the NHS, which is just money, government, our country. So I think I, felt that I saw those kind of tweets quite simultaneously and it just was ironic to me that mm. it's like the NHS got it wrong. Oh, let's prescribe heating to the most vulnerable people or we yeah. can just make our hospitals like fire inferno boxes and hope that helps <laughs> yeah. as well. But yeah, yeah I, just, I just, I don't know. And I just think, isn't that like a, such a sorry, like statement of our country that this is like actually research because people are struggling, aren't they, with cost of living yeah. and everything and how it actually needed to be proved. But it's probably, it's quite obvious, isn't it, that yeah. your health is going to improve if you're in a not freezing environment and a comfortable environment. Yeah, I mean, you'd say it's obvious, but then like sometimes when you say stuff on, or people say, oh, doctor's getting political and reading too much of The Guardian. And things <laughs> like this do really show how Political decisions do have direct impact yeah. on people's health. And some of the figures in that article, so it was, I mean, you can see on BBC News, um, it was, they were talking about how in 2021, the typical household paid about £1,138 a year for gas and electricity. The average bill is currently £2,074 at the moment. That's crazy, nearly 100% increase. And then, as you say, like, um, when they had support with those, with that, it showed a reduced need for primary healthcare services. So less, fewer GP appointments, fewer fewer uh, needed, less of a need to access out of hours services and prescription. It's even though it seems silly that you have to make an economic argument for basic mm -hmm. human decency and men to that exactly yeah, just. <laughs> It wouldn't it be nice if people could like not be starving and not freeze to death and stuff, but also yeah. you have to make the economic argument. Yeah, like why well. isn't it enough to say that this just shouldn't happen? Like why isn't why like you say why does it have to be proved in the way that Tories, politicians, whatever can understand? Idiots, idiots indeed. Oh, here's a nice one: a bum washing. Oh, uh, I was hoping this, this was going to come up. Yeah. Oh, I don't you know, know what I'm. I'm firmly on board with this. I'm definitely team Yeah, this day. is... You link this yeah. tweet. So I feel like you need to read, you need to read this out. With, uh, <laughs> with pleasure, my friend. So this was... Yeah, there's no particular segue or lead into this. We're just going to talk about bum washing. But yeah. so this was a tweet by Emily. Her handle is at Emily K May, M-A-Y, from September the 8th. And she said, very good point, Emily. Bizarre that if we got human feces on any body part besides our butt, we would never think that wiping it off with just toilet paper would be sufficient. Yeah, I've just it? like so kind of switching yeah. it around. Yeah, but um, it's but it's dry toilet paper. You're just like, I'm sure you're obviously getting the excess off. But if that <laughs> the excess, oh god, if that was on your hand, <laughs> like you think how furiously you would be scrubbing that, at, like at the sink, especially like when you think about like in work and you get poop on you not that it happens yeah. all the time thankfully but and if it happens to you through should i'd be worried about what you're doing as a cardiologist <laughs> but i just think as if i would just get like some blue roll and just wipe that off and off. not think oh, about it again yeah maybe this should be like our next crusade b days for all b days yeah i think so i think it's got to be can you think of disadvantages of the b day though i guess water usage <laughs> water usage yeah, yeah. I guess it's kind of roll down the toilet. That's kind of yeah. You're flushing, aren't you? Yeah, 
I guess it's maybe the moist towelette is a is an yeah, interesting medium. Yeah, yeah. there's all these moist toilet paper packets and stuff out now, which I'm not sure. Are they just baby wipes with yeah. Andrex puppies on the front? I don't know, but yeah. Oh, actually, when a baby has a poo, you use a baby wipe or cotton wool yeah. and water. Don't you don't get the abrasive toilet paper on those little sweet cheeks. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, nice. those little peachy bums. But yeah, I don't yes. know. I just, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Like, we've probably caused some existential toilet paper crisis now amongst our listeners. And I, I think there's an issue with temperature as well, isn't it? Getting the temperature mm. right and how you Gosh, don't want to go yeah. too hot or too cold. I think getting yeah. the temperature quite right on yeah. that is, is important. But oh, oh, do you see actually, this is really random, but there was a video on TikTok of this bear who had tapeworms. Do you see this? And it's no. like walking along. Oh, oh my God, God, man. Oh, oh it's so oh. gross. It's so gross. If you want to check it out, just go to TikTok and then type in bear tapeworm and you'll see it. Oh, it's literally no. bear tapeworms, man. Bear tapeworms out of the bear. It was just so gross. Literally, it looked like, if you can imagine, you know, the peacock's feathers that are it's so over the yeah. top and flamboyant. But it's like dragging along the floor. Like, all oh, this Strands and strands of teamwork is so disgusting. Hang on, hang on. Let me just let me just check yeah. this. Sh- Shit, it's oh so my. awful, isn't it? I do not. Oh no. No, exactly. Oh no. And then, and somebody did this other video. They were like, "Oh yeah, because they were eating raw salmon. Do you enjoy?" Yeah, there you go. Face over your mouth. Face over your mouth. Hand over your mouth. It's, oh my. It's so gross. Oh isn't it? that. Oh, I feel that poor bear. Yeah. Oh my gosh, so that gross. is I, simultaneously just. Dis- <laughs> Disgusting, fascinating. It's, oh it's my something. God, I feel, it's, it's definitely something. I feel. Oh gosh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's move on. This, Richard, quick. Sorry, Ooh. yeah. There's colorectal people out there. There, you gotta love that. You gotta yeah, love if that's your like, bag. Oh yes. Yeah. Anyway, oh god. And then the other kind of complete. I was gonna say bonfire. This bin fire isn't. It? Was the tweet by Ronan Bum, Bonfire even. Bonfire. Yeah. Yeah, bonfire. yeah, exactly. Yeah. There, man. So he did a tweet. I didn't. I've got to say, when I saw it, I didn't know what it was. So I just scrolled on because I was like, he's holding a vial and there's a quote from Mean Girls and it uses colourful language and that ha- spawned stuff happening. Yes. Can you elaborate? Can you remember what the quote was? I can. And I'm not going to do my Mean Girls impression okay. either. But nice. the I love Mean Girls. Massive Tina Fey fan. Love Mean Girls. Did she so, in it? I didn't know. Either. She wrote it. I think she she is in oh. it, and I think she was one of the writers and stuff as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, the quote was, "Gosh, if there's any background noise, that's Noodle getting yeah. that. She's she's done with us." So yeah, and Ron, I've just realised Ronan's still unlocked as well. So obviously this has oh. got extreme. So, yeah, but the quote was, "She is the nastiest gank bitch I have ever met. Do not trust her. She is a fugly slut." And then that was associated with the glass vial that obviously Ronan had tried to open with very sharp shards. Yeah. And I think even if you didn't know that was from Mean Girls, just go down to the next tweet. You'd pretty much find out sooner enough. And it's a huge film. And I just think to get, I don't know, maybe, I know people don't approve of kind of language and it's, it's a bit, People feel it is derogatory, but I don't know. That's the kind of thing that you can just read, scroll on if you've got an issue with it and just never think of again. But somebody, as per, always goes a bit far. I cannot see the original response that this was because I've since been blocked by them after trying to say maybe you should actually reflect on your own behaviour. But 
just started or decided to call this out and tagging in our friends, the General Motor Company, at the same yeah. time, which to everyone was like, dude, yeah, that's slow, isn't it? Like, how is that? And then this person doubled down and was very much not having it. But yeah, so apparently if it, a quote from a pop, well, pop culture, from an incredibly mm. popular film, that's another reportable GMC thing now. Yeah, Yay. I think that was a kind of weird escalation, wasn't it? I think if someone tells you, I definitely think it's a total overreaction to refer someone to the GMC that. Oh, so weird. Yeah. How that's your first port of call. Yeah, it's really strange. It's, it's horrible. It's, I say bullying, that's not bullying, but it's actually really malicious. It's quite vindictive to think yeah, that's exactly. appropriate. But I think, I think so. yeah, I can see totally like if you had no, no clue that was from a film, like I get how you could see that and think that, you know what, that's not a nice set of words to use. Yeah. But I feel like if someone says, actually, it's a really popular quote, like, how is it then? You can still disagree with it, but it's, oh, actually, it's a film quote. Like, how do you then continue to then tag in someone's regulator who's obviously got form for treating people fairly and with respect? Sar yeah. Sarcasm. If I needed to tell, yeah. if I needed to put that in there. But yeah, yeah I just think if someone, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's the curse yeah. of... It's the curse, isn't it, of like social it's, media and stuff? It was quite strange, wasn't it? it was, I think it was like an insistent. I think that person wouldn't have been happy until that, until the original tweet would have been deleted and apology and stuff. But quoting, I just it's hard to know, isn't it? And the thing um, is, though, oh, I don't really want to be devil's advocate, but I did hear some. The the interesting thing about that watching it was that there were interesting kind of takes, and one was about how some films, albeit amazing, have aged so badly. Yeah. For example, there's a Jim Carrey movie, what's that one? Ace Ventura. And I remember as a kid loving that movie, but in retrospect, there were some really horrible references to mm. trans people. Um, and you just think it just hasn't aged so well. They haven't aged, have they, that well? No, and, um, and I feel the same way about Friends. Like, Friends now... Like when I've seen it, switch, flick through the channels and, and put it on, it's so sexist, homophobic, transphobic, yeah. fatphobic. Yeah. It's vile. And you think that's only, what, 20 years ago, 20, 25 years ago. You're right. Like those things haven't aged. Yeah. And I, I do wonder about it. And I'm not sure where I sit on it. I isolate like, between kind of feeling like, like, for example, another example that I saw recently was, we talked about it last week, there was a person performing an endoscopy on themselves and then people were using the example of the person who did the first angiogram on himself and they often use his name and they talk about him and i refuse to use his name because they talk about him in reverence this guy famously he opposed to the department this idea uh, looking at uh, examining the, the heart i think at the time and he got one of the nurses to agree for him to do perform the procedure on her she agreed, and but the department said, no, it's too dangerous, you can't do it. Then in the end, he did it on himself and walked himself to x-ray. And people talk about that story. Oh, it's such an amazing story. But the dude was a Nazi. The dude was yeah. a Nazi. And, <laughs> and I'm like, after, it doesn't, I find it very difficult to reconcile the fact that yeah. whatever. And then, but he was a Nazi. And yeah. oh, no, I forget his name. Whatever. Uh, yeah, we don't technique. need whatever. to. Yeah. But I think, um, yeah. 
got and I got some responses which were like oh what he did was like brilliant I'm like whatever the angiogram is whatever but I just don't think I feel um, you are you are right things don't yeah things don't age well and we there's luckily like loads of eponymous kind of syndromes and things that have changed their names for that reason I think mean girls is a not a difficult one. It's like going back no. to Mean Girls, just any excuse. Yeah. But I think like when we talk about things like Ace Ventura and Friends and things like definitely not aging well, Mean Girls, I think I wouldn't quite put in that category because I think it was a really interesting portrayal of yeah. that high school girl culture, which made high school and comprehensive school hell for a lot of us yeah. because it's that. But it's I, I think just out of context, I think is the key, isn't it? That there Yes. Was, because Word. isn't that all yeah. that isn't that all that that, di- that actual bit of dialogue isn't that sarcastic? That's what I didn't realize, or at least, or at least it's supposed to be a parody, or yeah. A satire. Yeah. Even then, when you consider it in that way, it does make it seem like a storm in a teacup. Yeah. But certainly not something you'd refer someone to the general. Yeah, it's probably people. worse things that someone could do, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. When you think about the people, there are kind of doctor colleagues out there. We don't like donuts, but, uh, and, but also mm-hmm. don't like vaccines. And the GMC just don't do anything about it. Oh, it yeah, they just, like... it's free ticket, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. The humour is not a GMC referable offence, I'm afraid. Yeah, FYI. Sounds about yeah. that girl. Isn't it? Try harder. Did you see, so there is stuff, there's stuff about PAs this week, right? PAs every week. Yeah, bless. There's something that, <laughs> I don't know what something. to say. Yeah, Maybe. yeah, there and was it was a few, wasn't there? There's something about like, the WhatsApp group thing, which I felt. I think I saw someone say, "Oh, I can't wait for people to get going about this one." And yeah. wasn't there something about a PA who's he's like now a medical student and she's in a big WhatsApp group, and the WhatsApp group of PAs removed her because they're like, "You've got a conflict of interest," and then people, you hate P- yeah, PA graders, PA purity and stuff, and. <laughs> It just seems really weird because then people were like, oh, there's obviously a conspiracy. And, you know, they love that. Any kind of talk of some great conspiracy. Yeah. Make it make sense, man. Make it make sense. Yeah, I don't know if there is any sense to be made. People are weird. But I think, yeah, I've I followed that thread with interest, actually, because I know it, it did, it fed into a lot of the anonymous accounts kind of hunger for the divide, didn't it, that? hunger for us and them and there's other arguments to be made than this here being kicked out for what and I get it if I was this person I would have been so annoyed because it's like why it's obviously it's, like, it's almost like it's coming from both sides isn't it that divide stuff it's not just doctors against PA yeah. PAs and I think I can it's a lot of argument and stuff for kind of both sides isn't it and some people have been very unkind but I think it's all it's quite childish isn't it it's quite a childish action when i guess we see sometimes people being kicked out of the junior doctor whatsapp groups by like rotor coordinators and stuff (laughs) asking for bma rate card rates and people talking about the strikes they suddenly like oh so-and-so has been removed from the group and it's that childish instinct of we can't possibly have an open honest adult discussion about these things yeah like you said pledging your allegiance to i like I don't yeah. know. It's weird. It's weird. Yeah. Touch this. What would you say if you had to do like a, an oath or something? I just wonder if you had to swear an oath as a doctor, like what would you put your hand on? Isn't it? Used to have, so if you're in court, you have to do it on a Bible. <laughs> toilet paper. Toilet paper. What? What a PA <laughs> put it on then? I don't know. 
No, just... what would you put your hand on? Kumar Clark, I guess. Yeah, that's a quite traditional one, isn't it? That's quite... yeah. ECG made easy. That's what mine would be. <laughs> that's the cardiologist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anatomy like at the glance. That's my other, that's my other, yeah. that was my other gun too. Did you yeah. not do surgical talk? Did you do that in medical school? Surgical talk. Mm, what? Any surgical talk was like, I really liked it because it was like prose. So someone had just, it was just like a conversational, it was really weird. What, like, uh, no, it was like, so it's a text, it's a surgical text because I found, I actually, uh, even though I met school. never heard of that. No way, I like a friend. Surgery was boring to revise. And <laughs> I know, but surgical talk was written like someone was just. Oh, like a story. Stuff. Like, oh, yeah, that, which kind of made it a bit easier. To read. Oh, I, um, I was obsessed with those Ackland Anatomy DVDs, like that man's voice. Wow. Oh, gosh. Did you ever watch them? No. Oh, my gosh. They're like world famous. Are they? Oh, yeah, we used to, we'd always watch them up all night, me and my housemates, like the night before an, an exam. We would just put the DVDs on and try and stay awake and watch. Because it was just <laughs> essentially this guy. I think he was like, he had this weird... Scottish American English accent. He's only passed away recently in the past couple of years. And he, the I'll never forget, is he would have all the prosected specimens and the the DVDs were just him talking through. But Headspace app has these nighttime stories and things. I wonder if we can maybe make a map pull together sound clips of Ackland's anatomy and it could be, (laughs) it could be fear mongering actually. Maybe that's not a good idea. (laughs) Yeah. I wasn't doing that in med school. It sounds, that sounds way nerdier than I was. And that's really saying something. <laughs> I passed my anatomy exam by 0.4%. Like, did I'll you? Take it. Oh my <laughs> yeah. God. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. So you only did 0.4% Literally more than I needed yeah. to do. Yeah. And I have yeah, held, amazing. I've tried to live by that rule for the rest <laughs> of my life. That's perfection. You were close. You're yeah. 0.4% off Yeah. Perfection. Never extend yourself beyond 0.4%. Exactly. What's the point? There's a tweet, speaking of what the point is, Ben Lavelle, Lovell, he did a tweet about, he was, was he quoting, is this another Times article? Oh my God. So this was a, there was a Times article from Cass Manchester and it goes, sir, the harrowing circumstances of the deaths of 13 year old Martha Mills, which is obviously very um, sad, should surely be a lesson to all connected with the NHS politicians, administrators, consultants, and nurses alike. Why in this day and age do we still have an NHS which basically runs a hospital service only from Monday to Friday? Consultants striking for larger salaries need to work as normal at weekends, along with the rest of the NHS staff. Illness doesn't suddenly cease on a Saturday and Sunday. Listening to patients or relatives' concerns has never been an automatic. Often relatives' concerns are regarded as interfering rather than helpful. Martha's role should be implemented across the NHS without delay. I don't think that's what Martha's role really is. Martha's role was about getting an early involvement or at least like other opinions concerns. yeah whereas yeah. this is getting in it's weird isn't it because consultants do work weekends so that's not really it yeah wasn't yeah. that do you remember was it the 2016 junior doctor contract when we were striking then i feel like there was a lot of talk then about like weekend working i can't remember how i've related those two together but i feel like there was oh, oh was, was yeah it about, was about like, because it, they, it was more dangerous on the weekend or something like, was it like that? Like, yeah, that was how it was framed. And they were saying yes. that they're making our kind of working week, um, make it seem more normal to be working on the weekends. And so it was more an actual average working week included. Yeah. Weekend. But then it was like, actually, the doctors are not the ones that are not working weekends. Like it's all, it's lots of other uh, healthcare professionals and allied health kind of exactly monday to friday it's really not just the doctors that you should be throwing under the bus there 
Yes. And it's, that's great if you want to run a system like that. And I think it probably could be done if you're willing to pay people and remunerate them appropriately, give them appropriate like amount of like leave and stuff during the week. If you want them to work weekends, because they're not automatons, automatons, not robots. And hmm. just crank well, it up penguins. Like Saturday and Sundays engage yeah, like yeah. who need to have off time, see their family, go to the post no. office. Doctors right? are not humans, Therusha. That's a lie that's been They need to listen to patients. Times. Yes. They need to oh, listen to the, patients. Remember that lady from last week with the random don't touch was it? It was Doctor oh, Malik's yeah. thing, wasn't it? About please okay. patients don't touch me and then that woman was like Yeah. Listen, people listen to patients. Yeah, I got Oh, and then there was a tweet oh, that you put in from James Dambiraja. Did you want to call, uh, call that in? Because I feel like this is a funny one in terms of... This uh, This made me laugh and sob with like equal measure <laughs> because I all... Uh, this just... Yeah. So James Tambiraja tweeted, I called a patient earlier today for a telephone consultation and he must have thought, oh gosh, it was Magic FM as he answered the call by shouting. Make me a winner, baby. <laughs> Sadly, I could not make him a winner. Yeah. You'd be uh, fuming. I've got your results and you've got syphilis, I'm afraid. So. But it's that, it's that letdown that you've obviously entered that competition and your phone rings and you could just imagine, oh God, my stomach would be in my mouth. My heart would be going crazy. And then, oh no, it's the doctor. Cringe. But also, was a... would you have answered it if it was from an unknown number? I don't know if I would have done Yeah. This is the thing, you've got to enter the competition. You've got to say, you've got to either text in or whatever. So yeah. you're kind of then saying that if you Invested. get a call from an unknown number, it could definitely possibly be be them. And it's, yeah, fuming. Fuming. <laughs> from the heights of what you thought it was going to be. I just felt, yeah, I just, checkup. yeah. Your life was just instantly transformed and then taken away again in that yeah. split second. I hate Poor James. James. I'm sure he is. I'm sure he was able to rectify the situation, hit them up by the end, yeah. win them over. Oh, gosh. And then, of course, there's this whole, like, dog stuff. Did you see the video of this XL bully going absolutely nuts? And then, I as a result, they banned yeah. it. Yeah, I couldn't watch the video, but, yeah, I saw, saw today that there was this Rishi Sunak. shite about, yeah, that's his name, sorry. Not <laughs> Rishi shite. Yeah, say, saying actually we're gonna yeah we're gonna ban the XL bully breed or license them or whatever. And I saw yeah. lots of lots of people for and against that. It's obviously I think people who have lost loved ones to these vicious dog attacks have done incredible campaign work. And I think I cannot imagine what they must how someone would feel having lived through that. And then there's always that argument, isn't it? It's the owners, not the dogs. Which is, can be a part of it, but then also can't forget that different breeds of dogs, instinct plays a huge part. Some dogs are guardian dogs, some dogs are attack dogs. That's no matter what, how good you train them, those instincts can't often, can never 100% be, yeah, trained out. But yeah, I can imagine it's a lot of causing a lot of issues for people, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I love dogs, I really do. Mm. But I do think that kind of, Dogs are let down by shitty owners. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. I do feel like there's gotta. I feel like you need to do like an exam or something to own a dog. I feel like they've got. Yeah, be there should be some responsibility, some sort of test. And I know people are like trying to 
lots get abused, don't they? And it's they get bred and that's it. Used I, in I fighting just... and things. And I don't know how you stop that because like legal proceedings and fines don't tend to stop people. But yeah, I feel like I that's think hu- because... humans are a large part of the issue for sure. Exactly. Yeah, that's where the problem lies, isn't it? And until mm. we have like adequate. And the problem, I think, the problem is being able to lit- litigate, as you say, and, and like actually follow through and arrest mm. people who are mistreating these poor animals. Um, well, until I think it is like one of those things, isn't it, where if human beings can't be trusted to raise them um, in a way that's safe to other human beings, maybe they shouldn't be allowed to. Yeah, all them full stop. Absolutely, yeah. We're coming close to time. And we've got in some of the, the big hitters, like the bomb washing and stuff. We've got that in <laughs> We had, I guess, we probably should make reference to the fact that we love air fryers because that's in there. Yeah, we've had a bit of an air fryer um, thing. It's a thing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you used your air fryer this week? I did. You haven't, have you? Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah, no, I was trying to think. I've not used it for a couple of days. <laughs> oh, my withdrawals from my air fryer. <laughs> oh, God, I'm have to use it now. Yeah. Yeah, I, I yeah. Oh gosh, this I actually made. So I found this. I found this thing in Tesco that is imitation. This sounds awful. Imitation doner kebab veggie made out of pea protein. <gasps> and it's incredible. And it's gluten free. Oh, oh and it's, it's everything oh I could God. ever want. Literally. Wow. Oh, I just I miss kebabs. Yeah, yeah, amazing, incredible, and it's. Not that I not that I really care, but it's actually not calorific, yeah. and it made yeah, me yeah. yeah, it made me feel better to eat more of that. So oh, yeah, I don't good. know. I just just threw some of that in the air fryer, fryer. prayed yeah, nice. for the best. Um, yeah, yeah, put me veggie sausages in there. Yeah, I am so thoroughly enjoying exploring the beauty that is the air fryer. Got air myself fryer. a little dual draw air fryer. Oh, crazy! Obviously not. Obviously not the OG Ninja because. I uh, have been hands. rendered skint by industrial action, but hey. nice little, nice little tower dupe on the go there. So oh yeah, is it good? Do you recommend? Hit, hit me up for the, the yeah, the tinned new potatoes into roasties recipe and Ooh. yeah. Oh, well, I think yeah, it's definitely I think a part of my life that I'm yet to explore. But I'm looking forward to this new chapter of getting an air fryer. The thing is that I tend to have like fads where like I'll get like a new utensil and then we like use it really intently for three weeks, and then. Right. Not this one, my friend. This is is it? Is this one for life? I, oh uh, my gosh! Okay. So, like the other the, issues, the in... improvements that will be made to your life really? from that one. Whoa! Don't do this. Don't do this. Okay. Yeah. All right. All Although, right. I, do you know what? Actually, I've found it. Oh, God, I hate being serious for a bit, but so I'm on. I'm doing a lot of memory assessments and stuff at the moment, and a lot of people have become a lot more independent in the kitchen despite kind of concerns about cognition and stuff because of air fryers. And I'm just like, whoa. As in people always had issues with ovens and gas hobs and and that kind of stuff, especially if there's no dementia and and things. And that was often like a big concern and safety. Whereas so many people now are like, oh, yeah, we just put it in the air fryer. Like it turns off if they leave it in, it's not going to burn. I think it's... I think it's like really simplified kind of cooking yeah. processes as well for people. Like it's literally just press a button. Like, and so like I'm like, oh, shift. yeah. Like how... And I, I'm surprised. So... I didn't expect to see so many elderly people who were telling me, oh, that the air fryer has just changed my life. And I know we joke about it, but I'm like, actually, this is pretty incredible. It's yeah, made cool. 
things more accessible. So it's still that element because I've met lots of families who are like, I've asked their relatives to stop using like gas cooker and stuff because of concerns about dementia and safety and things. And now they can just get a bit of that like independence back. I don't know. It's And people would say to me, oh, I'm fed up of eating those microwave meals because that's what families tend to buy people who are problems, isn't it? Because it's just easier. But I thought, oh, how cool is that? That's that's nice. that, that kind of a window air fryer oh. air, air draw to people. Yeah. And like as in it's just fed back into kind of society in a way, like how it, yeah. well, like how, I don't know, like how a dishwasher might become like a stick, yeah. like how it'll uh, become. Still uh, trying to get my head around dishwashers. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. I'm not, I don't <laughs> Oh, oh God, I didn't stop, even mean it that stop, way. Oh, it's just because I don't own one. One day, one day you'll graduate. My air fryer has two back. drawers. Why isn't this enough for you, Therusha? Why isn't it enough? You need to remember the time. How amusing I do. Te- technology is evading me. Oh, God. Anyway, <laughs> so we are at time. Thank you so much again for... Um, for doing this, Bethan, and oh no, thank you, man! It's always a laugh, isn't it? It's always a yeah. good. Yes, and time has flown by as it always seems to. So until next week, take care, everyone, and stay posted for my car parking issues next week. <laughs> Any messages you want to close on? Um, no, but I just do want to say that. For anyone who's been affected by anything that we've discussed today, or they've read last week and stuff, please know that you weren't and never will be the problem like this is not you and yeah hope you're all doing okay that's important yeah okay on that bye everyone take care bye bye